He's a huge problem because he is the biggest factor in the race one way or the other. So he just presents a problem every time. And he presents that problem because he has elite talent. He's, he just has an elite ability uh, that not many horses uh, right now have. There were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared who had advice on racing and they wanted to share it. Started a website where players go to see all their picks. The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk. They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly. Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie. From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner. There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner. As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exact. Uh, there's only one site that you'll keep coming back to. So next time that the horse is all line up at the post. Make sure you use the website that'll win you the most. Whether Churchill, Oakland, Gulfstream Parks, and Matoga, and all tracks in between, there's only one side to go to. When it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets, plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads racingdudes.com for all of your bets racingdudes.com as good as it gets what is up i'm gary Wilkie, and Altman. this is the blinkers off what's up man what's up yeah good to, good to be here man uh, we're having a lot of fun at del mar right now uh, with another on top winner and to make up for saratoga being lousy my goodness this was a shit show at saratoga today crazy prices everywhere uh, Del Mar, a little more formful. You don't hear that very often, but uh, that's definitely the way it is uh, right now. Yeah, Saratoga was one of those days. They have them every year where it's just like, holy yep. shit. Like, I mean, the pick five, the early and late pick fives were just astronomical. It's just like, how are you? It's one of those you just you can't get mad about it. You just got to move on because, uh, yeah, today was impossible. Yeah, no, it, it definitely was. And, and uh, it was just uh, like a pick five. The pick six is going to carry over. And like I said, both pick fives monsters. And just it's it's one thing when, when long shots come in, but it's just illogical 38 to one. No way I could ever get to type long shots today. So that's what happened. But that's all right. I mean, like I said, Saratoga always has it. Usually it's about a two or three day window. And, and really Wednesday wasn't much better where that's just really tough there, but uh, don't, don't panic. Don't think you're doing something wrong. That's just what Saratoga brings every now and then. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't go back to the drawing board and, you know, change nope. up all your, uh, all your handicapping strategies and whatnot, because the next day everything will hit that you would have hit. So, yep. um, that's a Saratoga in a nutshell. Uh, speaking of Saratoga, we just got back from Saratoga. So that was, uh, quite the Whitney we saw and of course uh, we'll talk a little bit about Nick's go here for a second Nick's go romps in the Whitney gate to wire moved I mean he did exactly kind of what we thought he would do he it was an unbelievable run earned a 111 buyer uh for the victory just went to the lead got challenged early from Swiss whatever he said no thanks Put her away, then the rest was the history. Rail. The field is at the 316th pole. It is Nick's go. Silver State at the rail. Maxville looks to split horses. Then the Philly Swiss Skydiver. Now an eighth of a mile to the finish. And it is Nick's go out in the middle of the track and holding on to the lead here. It's Nick's go with a wire-to-wire -wire victory in the 94th running of the Grade 1 Whitney. I mean, he's in. He's in the Breeders' Cup Classic. He earned a berth uh, to the Breeders' Cup Classic with that win. So kind of... Uh, uh, you know, I've been saying it all along. Like, they need to point to the classic with this guy. I think that's the plan now. No doubt. I mean, he's going there for free, so that's uh, that's always a good plan to start with that. Uh, listen, Brad Cox kind of said, "Hey, I think I just think he loves running around turns." And if you want to go look at the definition of a horse that likes to run around the turn, look at the first yeah. turn at Saratoga in the Whitney. He's he's neck and neck with Swiss Skydiver uh, going into that first turn, and by the time they come out of it, he's seven ahead and. Watching it live, I thought, well, what the hell did Irad do there? Why did he pull that horse up? He didn't. Nixco just took off, and he took off from all of them and ran him into the ground at that point. Uh, impressive, impressive performance. Pace pressure in the in the uh, Breeders' Cup Classic. That's going to be the key. If there's not any, I don't think they're going to beat him. Yeah, I don't. You know, we, we talked about it. I was uh... – I'm sorry, I'm watching preseason, which, by the way, is the best thing I saw today. The preseason's back. Flacco just threw a bomb to somebody. Uh, yeah, that's right. Flacco's in now because Hertz is out. That's amazing. Oh, that uh, that Watkins dude that uh, that I think he was a rookie maybe last year uh, for Philly. But, yeah, Flacco, he won't go away. Um, listen, 
he he could run two miles. I feel like like I don't think it's a distance problem or issue with with Nick's go. It's just a matter of can he get an easy lead. If he does, you know, I was standing next to or we were right there on the rail, um, right there, kind of going into the first turn, and we were standing next to obviously a bunch of people. And that guy next to me, I was talking to him right. They were kind of getting ready to load in the gate, and we were talking about the race. And he's like, "Who do you like?" It's like Nick's go, and I said, "Well, I pointed over to like kind of across." Um, kind of right outside of the, the first turn there, I said, we'll know by there if he's going to win or not. And that's about the time when he had separated, basically. And I looked at you and when the race was going on, I said, it's over. They're not catching him. This is over. Like, this is, a, this is exactly how you would draw it up. It, listen, it, 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 the pr- people say pace pressure, and I'm not convinced yet. Like, I don't know who can run with him. You know, that's the thing. Like, if you're going to pressure him, that's what I mean, I get it. But who can pressure him? Who can pressure him and still have a chance to win the race? Hot Rod Charlie is the only horse that, you know, you kind of comes to mind as far as a horse that that goes quick early um, that you think that might be able to do it. But shit, I mean, that kind of cancels out the whole point, right? Because he's probably going to, you know, falter. Both horses would falter. So it's, it's one of those things that if you let... You're damned if you do, damned if you don't. If you go after him, you're probably killing your chances to win the race. If you don't, you're 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 running for second. Yeah. So the Whitney, there was just nobody that could pressure him. Uh, there are a few horses out there that probably could. Like you said, you're gonna you're gonna take the race out of your hands though if you try to go out there with him early. It's not going to go well for you. Uh, listen, if I'm somebody, and it, by the way, I think his biggest challenger is essential quality. So uh, Cox isn't going to interrupt <laughs> it. But if I've got a horse that comes from off the pace, yeah. I seriously have to think about entering a rabbit into the race and knowing, hey, you're going to go out in front and you're probably going to finish last in this race, but you might set it up for my other horse. I mean, I, I just think that's the only way you're going to be able to beat him. And I'm with you. It's not their distance is not the problem with the source. It's just does he get eyeball early? Is somebody running with him early? Um, and it's not so much at, like how fast they go. It's just that that pressure that's going to need to be put on him. And you're right. He's he is naturally very very fast. So it's going to take a very talented horse to actually put any pressure on him. He uh, we talked about this on the Rocket Hour Tuesday when we were recapping Saratoga. He presents a problem no matter from what angle when he enters a race like if you're a handicapper you got to figure hey if he gets out loose it's over he wins uh you know if he gets pressured he's last so that's kind of a problem right um you know for trainers owners jockeys he's a huge problem because he is the biggest factor in the race one way or the other so he just presents a problem every time and he presents that problem because he has elite talent he's he just has an elite ability uh, that not many horses uh, right now have. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, it, it's right now, he's. Uh, it's pretty unbelievable what <laughs> what this horse is doing. You know, we laugh about this horse a lot because it's like whenever, you, whenever he was kind of a, a, a joke in in all, yeah. all intents and purposes, and uh, we joked a lot about Nick's go. Um, if I would, I, I don't think you would have bought him. You know, for 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 ten thousand dollars, he would have been a pain in the ass. I mean, and to think that this horse is now a Pegasus winner, uh, is now a Whitney winner, and very easily could be a Classic winner at the end of this year, and it's just kind of unbelievable. Uh, you know, it, very easily, very like to the exact definition, it's unbelievable that this is happening. The Saudi race, somebody said, well, what, uh, Dan, I'm sorry, Dan Mason said, the, uh, wasn't the Saudi a mile and a quarter? He got beat badly at that distance. But that had nothing to do with the distance. It was one turn. It was a one-turn mile and a quarter, believe it or not. That's, that's hard to believe, but it was. And he had the presence of charlatan in the race. Mm-hmm. So it was double trouble. He only got to run around one turn, and he had what we talked about, the pace pressure. That's when he's going to fold um trust me if if the whitney was a mile and a quarter if the whitney was a mile and a half if whitney was two and a half miles they never were going to pass him he was out by himself on high cruising speed they're never going to get to him it's not it's not it's definitely not the distance it's definitely the pressure and and does he get the two turns which obviously in this country he will uh yeah and brad brad actually mentioned even after the fact of course it's easy after the fact he's like yeah we probably uh we probably took him too quick 
back from Pegasus to Saudi. But he's like, what is it? 16, 20 million. We had 20 million reasons why we did it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like, you kind of had, you kind of forced your hand. You had to, but I think if the normal race that he wouldn't have been entered there. Um, so I don't necessarily think, and to your point, yeah, you got, now, now that here's a horse. Yeah. Thank you. Michael said it. Life is good. Maybe Todd Pletcher might have something to say about this at the end of the day. Maybe if nothing else, if he makes it to the classic and he shows speed, what if he is the kind of the dooms, um, the chances of Nick's go because he, he obviously is a very fast horse. So we'll see how he comes back, though. Of course, it's it. He's definitely a possibility for sure. That's and I and that's why I said there at the top. There's a few. He's one. Hot Rod Charlie is the obvious one. Uh, Paul and I were talking. What about life? Or not life's good. What about uh, Rock Your World? The horse is pointing for the Pacific Classic. Let's just say he runs better. I don't think he's going to. Let's say he does. They'll probably try him in the Classic. He at least does have that speed. Um, life is good and Hot Rod Charlie better better candidates I think for it but Rocky World does have early speed maybe he could get there and mess with him too do you think if you're if you're Brad you just say I don't care how fast you have to go if if it's a mile quarter race you gotta go 21 go 21 go as fast as you need to go to get this horse on its own because if that's the case like I I think you kind of know if he gets eyeballed it's it's not gonna go well but just just press him and just go the problem is when they hit that turn, there's nobody that's going to run with him. I mean, I don't, I don't care what it is. They're not going to be able to get to him. So it's just going to be that, that idea of, okay, now he's separated and now who's going to come up and get him again and who's in range to get him again. Uh, but yeah, for sure. I mean, if you train this source, the, the strategy is going to be pretty easy. He has to be in front yeah. <laughs> and he will be, uh, there's no doubt unless he just doesn't break very well. Breeders cup is at Del Mar, which obviously is not going to hurt his chances any with a very fast speed favoring track. So we'll see how that goes in the classic. Sounds like maybe, and you called this beforehand, the Lucas classic, even as a final prep, Mm-hmm. Um, heading into the uh, into the Breeders' Cup Classic, so we will see. All right, more to talk about, obviously. Best thing you saw today before we get to it. Yeah, uh, i got to give a shout-out uh, to David Kirk, a, a, a friend of the racing dudes. We email back and forth all the time. His horse, let me know, wins a race today at Saratoga. He won an allowance race. Uh, I believe that was race number eight, maybe? Yeah, it was number eight, race eight. Let me know, wins an allowance uh, we talked earlier last week, and he was so excited. Hey, we might win a race in Saratoga. And uh, he was up there. And guess what? Guess who they interviewed after the race? David Kirk. He was one of them. Uh, there was uh, two owners there. So that was really kind of a thrill to see him live on television. So congratulations out to uh, all the connections of Let Me Know. Uh, big time win. Did they? Uh, did they shout? Did he shout out racing dudes at all in that? No, <laughs> no, he did not. He did not. He was. He was so thrilled. Uh, you could tell he was just thrilled to be there and, and, and winning uh, that race. I mean, we we talked about it last week. He's like, that is a dream come true if that can happen, and, and it does. Now, unfortunately, Let Me Know gets claimed out of the race. So that, that's it for Let Me Know as far as that ownership group goes. Yeah, but you, you have any horse. I don't care if it's, you know, 10,000 claiming or whatever uh, up to, obviously, stakes. You win a race at Saratoga. That's, I mean, that's something you put on your wall. That's something that you never forget, especially being there, of course. And that's awesome that David, uh, David was there to, to kind of witness yep. that. So that's amazing. Yep. Um, so congrats, David, on uh, on the win today at the spa. All right, uh, best thing I saw. I kind of mentioned it earlier. It's preseason, man. We're back. We, you know, obviously had a little bit of uh, of action last week uh, at the uh, the Hall of Fame game, but that shit doesn't count. The preseason week one begins tonight. Uh, both games I've got going right here on my uh, on my other computer, and it's just great to have football back, man. We are we set up the the fantasy draft a couple weeks ago. Uh, everything's kind of getting closer. Obviously, college football uh, is getting really close to starting. It just kind of feels, and I know COVID is still looming, but it kind of feels nice to be back, somewhat back to sports for for the time being. And if you want to read all about football, we have a brand new website, racingdudes.com slash sports. We've got tons of college football previews, and we have a show, Dudes Who Bet. The sports podcast is new. It launched uh, yesterday, so that definitely ties into what all has been going on with the website. And, yeah, we're, we're super pumped uh, for the games to start. Two weeks from Saturday, college football starts. So there is a ton 
to look forward to on that front uh, as far as the racing needs go. We've got a ton of new content, uh, brand new sports site. I think it's going to be good. Yeah, I mean, listen, we have a lot of people that be like, yeah, you know, I, I bet Saratoga, I take a break, you know, I, I play football or, you know, NFL or whatever, and then I'll be back for the Breeders' Cup. Well, hey, guess what? You get to be with us all year long now. You want, you like football? Guess what? The dudes have your back. We will have coverage all year long, whether you like horse racing, like, whether you like NFL, whether you like college basketball, NHL, whatever. We have it, Racing Dudes. Uh, we're going to call it, it's, it's called RD Sports. We're working on a logo right now, but Racing Dudes Sports. Uh, just on the homepage there you can see it other sports uh, and again if, if you're a writer you like to write you like sports hit us up i mean listen guys like samich and, and magic and ricky i mean these are all guys that that came to us saying hey i love horse racing let me get in it hey we give them a shot and look what happened to them so uh slim another one i mean these guys so it's like if you like sports you want to write let us know you know hit us up at contact at racingdudes.com and uh, you know, we we I don't think we've ever said no to somebody to write for us. It maybe it may last one time. Uh, we always like, hey, Magic, just review this. You know what I mean? And he's like, yeah, uh, yeah maybe not. Uh, but you know, <laughs> some, somehow, somehow, uh, you know, Ricky made crack made it through the cracks there. I don't know how that worked out, but uh, Ricky, <laughs> Ricky survived. But anyways, sports on the site, and obviously, can't wait. You know, we're we're big sports guys, obviously, so we kind of get the best of both worlds. Um, I am seeing a little too much on OU on on the homepage there. I think that's that's a little bit of a problem. But uh, yeah, anyways, Week twelve comes out tomorrow as well, so you'll see great. a few more. So. Great, great, <laughs> yeah. But no, uh, yeah. Make sure you guys check it out. And uh, side note, I'll, I'll put up a, a screenshot of that here in a little bit because uh, spoiler alert, it's going to be uh, rapid fire. They, they paid. They paid to sponsor rapid fire. Yep. So all right, let's get to it. Today's show, we're going to preview. The 600K, that's right, Mr. D Stakes, formerly the Arlington Million. I hate it too, don't worry. At Arlington and the 500K, four-star Dave Handicap at Saratoga. It's a Breeders' Cup win in your end event for the FanDuel Mile. Then we're going to get rapid-fire selections for some of the other remaining stakes action at Arlington and Saratoga. Let's go! And they're off. And the Arlington Million. Right, let's head to Arlington on Saturday, race nine, formerly the Arlington Million, the Mr. D Stakes. Uh, it's a grade one with 600K for three year olds and up, going one and a quarter miles on the turf. You got a field of 10 lined up for this one, but look no further than the three horse domestic spinning, making his return to the track at six to five. Chad Brown, Flavian Pratt on the mount there. I mean, yeah, I mean, really, it starts and ends with him. If you're going to try to beat him, Aiden O'Brien brings in a, a new shooter, so to speak, number nine, Armory. The man seems like maybe the most logical horse to upset the horse. And, hey, there's Zulu Alpha for Mike Maker, 8-1, to one, morning line, Louis size on board. So those are your big three of the race. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's definitely a two-horse race. Uh, I did not go against domestic spending, but I did pause for a minute. Because this number nine horse armory is pretty interesting, making the United States debut. Um, you know, two races back, this horse finishes third at Royal Ascot, beaten by Love and Adaria, two really nice horses. Uh, now, Love and Adaria did not come back to run very well, uh, and that's kind of the, the cause for concern a little bit. Um, they, they did not come back to run well in their next races. Maybe we kind of overrated uh, the Prince of Wales stakes this year at Ascot, but Armory, you know, was two to one in that spot. So certainly a horse that's, that, that should be respected here. I think he gives domestic spending a legitimate challenge. I'm not going to go against domestic spending though. I still think he's the best horse in this race. Yeah. You know, you, you that's, I'm the same way. I, I, it's like, I immediately like domestics not losing, but then you start to, you really look at Armory and you go even go further back to, um, to last year where the horse gets third to only beating two links to magical. I mean, shit magical is mm -hmm. a very nice, uh, nice horse as well. Uh, this horse is a, like, this is the kind of horse that like runs in like great group ones, group twos, uh, wins group twos, group ones runs really well against good horses, seemingly good horses and runs second, third, fourth, somewhere in there. I mean, it's, it's not completely out of the realm that this, like, I think this is probably you know, at least this year for sure, that uh, the biggest challenge domestic spending is going to have uh, in terms of, you know, off of a slight layoff, so to speak. Hadn't, we hadn't seen this horse since early June. Um, obviously, this horse is unbelievable, but it does seem like if there is going to be a horse to upset, 
it is that horse. What about Zulu Alpha? This is a horse, obviously, at one point, you know, was a very good horse and, and obviously won the Pegasus World Cup uh, turf back last year in 2020. We'll grab off another win at Goldstream Park and then, you know, won the Elkhorn at Keeneland and then really since then has struggled. Um, struggled both being on the track and struggled on the track. So what do you think? Zulu Alpha, do you, do you see any shot here at 8-1? to one? No, not really. I don't. I don't like him in this spot. You know the Kentucky Downs race. That that's you know Kentucky Downs mile and a half. You just never know. It got third, and I didn't really take hold that against him too bad. Um, but the but then the long layoff, and then comes back in the in the local prep for this uh, race, the Arlington Stakes, and was just nowhere to be found. Hard for me to play that horse here against uh, two really nice horses like Domestic spin, Spending and Armory. Uh, I thought Busy Channel, the horse that won the Arlington Stakes, that might be one to maybe take a look at as a long shot. But in the end, I still think it's a two-horse battle here. I, it feels an awful lot to me. And I, I think, uh, Michael, we may have talked about this over Twitter. I can't really remember uh, or email one. But it, it almost feels like Aiden O'Brien is bringing over Armory as kind of the measuring stick and kind of being, okay, let's test out just how good domestic spending is. You know, can can we run with domestic spinning against Armory here? Is it close? Is he competitive? And then we can kind of gauge on what do we need to send over here to try to beat him? Or if domestic spinning just blows the doors off of it, maybe you think, yeah, we're just we're gonna skip that race with our runners this year. It, it feels like a measuring stick. I think domestic spinning is good enough to beat the European measuring stick, so to speak. Um, but it still does add intrigue. As far as the rest of them, I just have no interest. If if, if any of the other, you know, eight win, it, it's a huge surprise to me. Huge surprise, and and frankly, just a huge upset that you know you can't for like domestic spinning would have. That means he ran awful. That means he ran uh, just completely backed up. You know, you look, what's amazing about domestic spinning? Not that we need any kind of you know reason to to talk about him because we know he's amazing, but. You know, you look at this horse, and he's one, like, you know, if, if you guys look at the past performances a lot, you know, you see horses in italics, that means they, you know, they came back to win. And he's he's a horse that, like, he everyone he faces comes back yep. to run well. You know, Trebuvin or Trebuvin Gufo last time. Uh, uh, smooth like straight, last uh, two back. Uh, smooth like straight, two, three back. Gufo four back. You know, like, they constantly come back to win races you go even go all the way back to his maiden second place winner winner came back second place winner the next race came back to win he's lost one race in, in seven starts he's six or seven that one was the third place in the hall of fame last year i mean he just it's like not like he's just he's running good races these horses are coming back to win and he's dominating those races i he's just it, i think he's gonna be loaded again he just does what he needs to do to win yeah, I I think that Manhattan was just such a strong race. I think it's much stronger than this one from top to bottom. And like said, Trippy Van came back and dominated Monmouth, and he wasn't even close to domestic spending. Gufo came back and looked really good in the stakes. He wasn't even close to domestic spending. Even if you want to go back to the fifth-place finisher, Rock Emperor, and this will give you a good laugh, he won out of that race. He won his next start out of that race, and then he got second in the grade two You know, the other day, the Bowling Green he still counts as a horse that have come out of that race and has been very, very good. So uh, it, it almost, uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and say it. I think it's, it's really depressing if domestic spending doesn't win. Cause if he doesn't win here, it really shows we're not going to win any turf races at breeders cup Friday or Saturday, you know, um, oh, he know. needs to win this race uh, for, for our American turf horses. Yeah. he need, um, and, and frankly, Chad Brown, he dominates this race, right? Like he brings horses yep. in, they win. Bricks and mortar, he wins. Uh, who was the one? It was a couple of years back. What was that? Uh, Robert Bruce. Robert Bruce won mm -hmm. this race. Um, I mean, it seems yeah. like he's won this race. Here, look, we can just pull it up here. But yeah, I mean, this guy, Chad Brown, you know, and, and to the same, Aiden O'Brien does not um, does not win this race. So yeah, Chad Brown's won it three years in a row. Bricks and mortar, Robert yeah, Bruce, Beach, Beach Patrol. Patrol. <laughs> um, real solution he won it a few years Aiden, Aiden O'Brien dating back to 2011 did win this race um, he did in 2005 but he hasn't won it lately um, the pizza man never forget the pizza man um, yep. but yeah Chad Brown's won it three years in a row I think he's going to make it four how do you play this race did you just depending I mean we're going to talk about the sequence a little bit underneath leading up to this do you 
because uh, I think there's some prices to be had, possible prices in a couple of those legs. Is he a single? Are you going to play the two? How are you going to play it? I would play both of them in the multis for sure. And then I'll put up this comment here. Uh, put Busy Channel third play straight try domestic over Armory over Busy Channel. Whatever you do, play it straight. Whether if you're going to play a try, play it straight. If you're going to play exacta, play it straight. Um, so I agree with that. So, you know, yeah. multi race, I'm going to play them both. And then if you're looking uh, race by race type wagers, I'd play a big exacta domestic over Armory or like even Michael said, a big try and put those three just in that order. I, I kind of agree with that logic. Yeah, I kind of like the idea of just like pounding an exact it with those two or something, you know? Um, yep. Because I just feel like those two are standouts here. And if you want to get creative and play a try, like Michael said, do that. But I think you have to pound it, like you said, because when you're going to get, if you get domestic, if you get at home, domestic armory and whoever, I mean, it's still going to, you're going to have to have a pretty high base. 50 cent isn't going to cut it. So um, domestic spending, he is our shot to win a Breeders' Cup turf, but he's got to do it again here uh, in the formerly Arlington Million, the Mr. D Stakes. We're both on number three, domestic spending to win. In the four-star days. I will stay Saturday, but let's go to the spa. Let's go to Saratoga Race 10. At Saratoga, the four-star four Dave handicap. It's worth 500K. It's handicap for three-year-olds and up, going one mile on the turf. And it is a Breeders' Cup win in your end event for the FanDuel Mile at Del Mar, at, uh, or at Del Mar for uh, the Breeders' Cup. And, of course, this is, like we talked about, domestic spending. Can we get a win on the turf? Can we get any of these horses to win on the turf? And we're going to try, at least, uh, with you know kicking it off here. It's just uh, you know, we were talking a little bit before we hopped on uh, on air. It's like this race. I just I can't get a good feel for it. It's field of eight, nine to five on Raging Bull for Chad Brown. But I know how you feel about that horse, and I feel the same. Five to two on set piece for Brad Cox. Four to one on Casa Creed, who scratched last weekend for this uh, blowouts at six to one. Uh, field passes at eight to one. God Stormy is sitting in here at ten to one. What did you think of this field, and did you have such a have a hard time like I did with it? Yeah, definitely. This is just it's just a wide open scrambled group. However, you want to really phrase it, I'm telling you. Uh, so I wrote the I wrote a preview for this on the website, and I was kind of hitting refresh, waiting for this to come out, and I had to do like triple take. I was like, "There's eight, there's eight horses in it, which is kind of what I expected. Three of them are females. That's crazy. I, I think it's cool. Of course, Scott Stormy's one of them, and she is a past winner, but we haven't seen her at her best lately." I, I went around and around and around. I watched replays on all these horses over and over, um, probably more than I should have. Um, <laughs> in the end, I kind of think the hot horse is set piece. And so I went with set piece on top. Um, you know, this horse has won three in a row. Last time out, I really think she showed a lot to run down a loose on the lead. Some like it hot brown, who I think is a very high quality horse. Set piece was able to run her, uh, run him down. Um, I don't know. I just think Brad Cox's horses are running very, very well here at Saratoga. He's won the feature the last two weekends in a row. Of course, the Jim Dandy and the Whitney. Um, I'm going to go set piece. I don't love five to two. I wish we could get a little bit more. Maybe we will. I doubt it, though, um, with the way this horse has been running. But, yeah, I went around and around here. I, I think I think there's a lot of different uh, cases to be made. It. Listen, I, I, I honestly, I think you got to go as deep as you possibly can. We just talked about how Saratoga's been so tough today, and, and honestly, it's one of the, it's going to be frustrating because it's one of those that you go do you go deep and then Robert Bruce wins. You're like, well, there you go. Because that's the thing. That's why he's it's such a frustrating race because Robert or uh, Raging Bull. I'm so did I say Robert Bruce? <laughs> uh, <Yeah. laughs> oh man, I don't think Robert Bruce is winning. He could though, maybe. Um, that with Raging Bull because it's like he is capable of running huge races. He's a grade one winner. He's also capable of hanging for second or hanging for third and getting in trouble and doing something stupid. And it's just like you can't trust him like you can a lot of times. Like I definitely can't trust him like you can domestic spending in the other race. So I, I took a shot against. You obviously are playing uh, Raging Bull here. I Listen, I think you make a case for a bunch in here, like you said. And Casa Creed, I want. I really wanted to pull the trigger with Casa Creed because, like, well, if Bill Mott's scratching, like, in, in scratching for this race, horse ought to be good, right? Got to be ready to roll. I mean, he's obviously to, to point for here and going to be a tougher spot. Uh, I told you you're gonna, probably going to kill me, but 
and I haven't picked this horse in a long time, but I went with, uh, I needed a price, and I went with the price uh, 10 to 1, and number 6 got Stormy. I just kind of feel like it might be a sh- her chance to win, get back in the winner's circle, back to this distance. She's in 19 starts at a mile. She's won nine times, five seconds. She likes Saratoga, three starts at Saratoga, two wins and a second. And he... F- he finally, Cassie finally gets her back to the track at Saratoga, going a mile. You know, she ran huge. You know, you look back to, to last year um, when she came into this race, and she kind of had uh, she kind of had struggled a little bit coming into it, and then ran huge. Now she did get second in the four star Dave last year to Holiday, but she had ran really kind of shitty going in the Bugay and the Poker, mm-hmm. and then boom, she ran a really nice race, and just kind of feels like. He's not going to run her here if, you know, she's been working great. Obviously, it seems like everything I've read, everything I've heard that she's doing really, really well. So, to me, the the risk of her shitting the bed is is outweighed by the fact that she's 10 to 1. And she does have a lot of success at this track and at this distance. And, and I really just don't have a really good feel for this race. It's interesting. She was 10 to 1 that day, uh, you know, like said, in the four-star Dave. It's going to probably be 10 to 1 here. It was a real shock. Like you said, she was running horribly. Here's what's weird about this horse, and I I just, I don't get it. They shortened her up to sprinting after that second in the four-star Dave, and she was great. She won at six and a half. She won at five and a half. She finished fifth, only beating two leagues in the Breeders' Cup uh, turf sprint. That was against males. But it's like, okay, that's pretty good. I think she's a sprinter now. This year, a mile. Win. She wins at a mile. It was a mile, but it wasn't a great race. Uh, I, as far as the, the class level was low at Gulfstream. A mile again and blowout, who's in this race, by the way. That's who I thought you were picking. Beats her by, by four links. Boys again going six furlong, gets beat, three and a half, finished fifth in the Jiper. That's a really good race, though. Um, I don't know. Like I, I just don't know what they really want to get out of this horse or what they're doing with her. I don't. I'm not hating the pick because the price is going to be there and she's she runs well over here, but she confuses me, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. No, I, I mean, I agree. I, she confuses me. I mean, that's it's like, what the hell? You wonder what they're doing. Like, what, like you know, like you're saying, like going a mile, then they run her at six furlongs. And then you think she's staying sprinting. Now she's back to, she's back to the mile. And, and it is, I mean... But you look at the numbers; she's very good at a mile. I mean, mile has always been kind of her her game, right? Um, I, I think she I think she's going to run a good race. I really do. I'd be shocked if she doesn't run well. I just don't. Maybe she's not good enough to win. We'll find out. Um, and you know, I I do think uh, I do. Yeah, see, there you go. Mindy's intrigued as well. I, and that's a, I think that's probably the best way to say it. I'm intrigued with her because it just feels like she could win. It also feels like. She could struggle. I mean, because you don't know, but you know she's going to try because she's just a, she's a classy horse. Um, I do. Uh, I think it was Michael, maybe on here. Another filly, Daddy's a Legend, at twenty to one. I think is interesting because look how well she ran last time out in that Grade One, uh, lost to Afika in Summer Romance. <laughs> I mean, come on, that was, that, that was a very nice race. Uh, and this is a horse that is, you know, has won at Saratoga. It, is capable. But oh, bottom line with her, she's won one time in ten starts of the distance. I just. She seems like an underneath horse, if at best for me. It's like I say, I, I basically when I get to, get to a race like this, and I'm like, I can't decide. It's like Casa Creed, yeah, you know, uh, Raging Bull, yeah. You know, you look at a lot of the field pass is interesting. Blowout obviously is interesting. Much a lot of speed. I just kind of you look at a horse like God Stormy, who is classy, likes the track should have a sit a nice little pace you know off the pace a little bit and if she's got anything left i think she'll have something to say i don't know that we're gonna find out a lot about her she you know gets a little bit of weight allowance here as well so i'm gonna take a shot at 10 to 1 i hope we get it what what do you think if flavian pratt was on blowout flavian pratt's been on blowout the last two races including the win last time out would you would you give that horse more consideration or was just like no i can't play blowout here well, yes and no. I mean, obviously, Pratt is not even at Saratoga on Saturday. So, I mean, that that kind of goes. I think if Pratt would have been, 
uh, if he would have been here and then so I didn't like I guess my point is I didn't put a lot of weight into that because it, it say Pratt was in the was at Saratoga and he was on you know Raging Bull or whatever you know or whatever it is I'd be like okay well obviously that's the horse you want from Chad Brown in this case you get Rosario it's not like it's a bad thing I think the bottom line for me is this is a filly that likes to run on the front end I think she's a pace factor in the race she barely, you know, we were there. She barely held on last time out. And it's not like it was a fantastic, you know, uh, uh, race or fantastic uh, field. She feels like a horse that's going to be a bunch of a factor in this race from a pace standpoint, not necessarily to win. Yeah, I agree. I couldn't put her on top because I just think she's going to get caught. And like I said, she almost got caught against Phillies and she was eight in front in that race, had no no excuse. It wasn't eight in front and flying. They ate in front and they were going slow. So, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't put her on top. She is interesting, though. And my point was with Flavian Pratt, he's the best rider in the world, in my opinion, right now. And I just think <laughs> he would just add that much more uh, intrigue. I, I, it's not a hate on, on Rosario. It's just Flavian Pratt won some races kind of on his own uh, last uh, la- you know, last uh, weekend, I should say, at Saratoga. So I thought he would he would maybe spice it up. Y- yeah, I can't put her on top though. Um, yeah, I listen. Got Stormy at ten to one. I, I get why everybody's kind of intrigued. Um, not going to talk you off of her. You know the the problem with Got Stormy is even if she goes out and wins, there there's nothing about her where you're like you're still. I feel like you're still going to feel the same about her. <laughs> Because it's just like if she goes and wins, she very easily could finish fifth next time, and, or or hell, she wins and they run her in a five and a half for a long race the next time. I, I just I don't know what she is after this because obviously she wins, she's in the Breeders' Cup, but I mean, you know what I'm you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Totally. I I've never been able to get a good read on that horse ever, 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 ever. I've never been able to get a good read on that horse. Um, I I don't know. I I've counted her out so many times you know, during her career and thought, well, I think she's just kind of fallen off form. She always finds a way to kind of resurrect, uh, you know, her career. Uh, so I, I'm not going to be shocked if she runs fifth year. I'm not going to be shocked if she wins. I, I just, I can't get a feel for her. Well, we'll see. I, I, more than anything, I think this is this race. I, I don't know what is out of this race that I feel really good. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm biased. I own a share. Otherwise, I wouldn't touch her. <laughs> Did Millie buy into this one? Oh yeah, Millie. Yeah, Millie's really the one that like I was sitting here trying to decide and, and who to pick, and she's like, "God Stormy." I was like, all right, all right. So yeah, she uh, she she's been bragging all about owning. You know, she owns like uh, I think she owns like one one hundredth of the share. So um, she and then of course you know she hasn't. She still talks about the authentic victory. So um that's one thing you know she, in this house it's all about my racehorse uh, with right. her so yeah of course she has a piece of got stormy and uh that's really the ultimate reason why i picked her here so that's why i'm with me and millie are on got stormy and uh you're going with brad cox uh, big shocker there number five set piece <laughs> time for rapid fire presented by rd sports that's right racing dudes is now in the sports scene and there you go i'll pull it up on the screen thank you for watching if you are watching live rd sports that's our new. That's your new go-to place for all of your sports needs. Of course, you just go to racingdudes.com. It's on uh, under other sports, and right now we have uh, college football on there. You can see it uh, on the screen there. We got all the previews of what's coming up, and obviously all the conferences and the NFL will be coming soon. Uh, we'll have games right now. It's all about previews, but throughout the season, you're gonna have you know it's gonna actually be picks and games. You know, there'll be a, there's gonna be a, a thing on the side there. It's got all the games and picks, the odds, the morning line odds, the, the the, the spreads, uh, morning line, the money line. <laughs> um, I've got a shift from horse racing and, and sports. Uh, the, the money line, and uh, of course, the spread. We're going to have everything you need for sports betting at Racing Dudes, RD Sports, and even right there, Dudes You Bet, another podcast coming your way. Dudes You Bet just launched a brand new podcast. Uh, Aaron, your boy Aaron Halterman there, and his dad. That's right, Papa Dude doing a podcast and of course appearances for myself there'll be guys you know i'm sure samich and ricky and magic and we'll have random guys on there talking sports throughout the season but rd sports it's for all you know this has been uh we've been working on this for a while and it's good to see it yeah man my dad and i uh we're, we're super stoked to do this first podcast we've been talking about that since february and uh 
he was like jumping out of his skin ready he's he's fired up he's wrote all these previews that you see uh all all wrote by my dad he he kind of went through all of it he breaks down the schedule he breaks he gives you a prediction on what they're going to finish uh record wise and and you know how they're going to finish within the conferences uh we got uh big 12 coming out tomorrow sec this weekend pac 12 on monday uh and then if you're an nfl fan uh, uh don't worry, those are coming next. Uh, they, they start a little bit later, so we said, well, we'll put those out a little bit later uh, and, and do the college game first. And like I said, uh, once these previews previews are over, the games actually start, that's going to be your spot for games. Uh, you know, it'll be it'll be all kinds of games, uh, articles with picks and and breakdown and analysis as far as that goes. Yeah, and, and I want to be uh, I want to be clear. Like, it's not like we're just like, hey, well, we do horses. Let's just get into sports. Like, no, sports was what we've always done, and horsing horse racing was like, hey, we should do horse racing. <laughs> so I mean, this is this is our bread and butter. We we bet sports all the time, so it's just like, hey, we might as well do what we love as well with horse racing. So sports is a natural fit for us. So well, the big Plus, thing was we needed somebody to 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 be able to feed it information and to write. And and my dad retired and, and he can write and he knows a lot about sports. So it helped because we can't take away from what we do for the racing day for day or day by day because it, it takes up all the time. So it's nice we can kind of transition and we can do a couple shows and obviously that's fine, but that the heavy lifting will be done by him. Uh, as far as the articles and picks go, and that's that's exactly what we needed. So it worked out perfect. Uh, we, we can't be more excited. We think this this site's going to be really cool. You guys are going to really enjoy it. Yeah, again, it's just going to be just like the, what we do at RacingDudes.com, but it's going to be on sports. So it's going to be the same thing. Um, really, the only thing, the only reason I wanted to do it was I needed a write-off for when I go to Chiefs games. So, yeah. Um, you know, that's really the biggest thing. Now I can go to our account and be like, hey, I mean... I was there researching, you know, like the, like the the five Miller lights I had, that was part of the research. I had to see, uh, you know, so it's all it's all about the uh, right yeah. tech write offs for us at the end of the year. So yeah, um, thank you everybody, and, and really can't wait to uh, to get going on this as the season keep. You know, obviously we wanted to get ready for the NFL and college football, and uh, we did. All right. Let's go. Uh, let's do some rapid fire here. We got uh, three stakes races on the undercard uh, at Arlington, or three graded stakes races, and of course, the Saratoga Special at Saratoga. So let's talk about. Let's kick things off with race six at Arlington. It's the Puck Rep Stakes Grade Three with 100K for Phillies. Three-year-olds going one and eight miles on the turf. Field of eight lines up for this one. Your favorite horse in training, number one, Oyster Box. Are you going with her? <laughs> You know it, Oyster Box, baby. That's that's my horse. That's my girl. <laughs> I, I did listen. I did go Oyster Box on top here uh, to be serious about it for a second. I, you of know what? You this, this horse is pretty good, really. I mean, you know, great name, but I think the <laughs> horse is pretty solid. You know, comes out of the regret last time out. Didn't run great, but I think I think we can get back to it. You look at this race; it's not fantastic, right? Uh, there's a lot to be desired. I was between her oyster box and the and the four flown, but I thought I kind of like the price and I like Luis Saez jumping aboard. I think this horse needs a little bit more aggressive of a ride. That's the guy you want to do it. And if you're paying attention to Saratoga, Saez has been fantastic. I love the jockey change. Give me a little bit of oyster box. Of course, of course. Why wouldn't you, right? Um, I'm going with the price here. I, I again, I, I kind of assumed you would go with Oyster Box if nothing else for the name. Um, I went with the seven horse Spritz at ten to one. Rudolph Brissett uh, train. Listen, this horse, uh, you know, kind of trying to struggle to find uh, her way, and then the last two they, they've shifted over to to turf, including last time out at Arlington Park, and ran a really nice race. You know, uh, finished end up finishing fourth, but the fact that the you're going longer here. It's an uh, the fact that he's he's decided to continue to run her here. This horse has improved with each start. It ran really well on debut on turf. Improved that number. Uh, very pretty much impressively went from a 69 to a 76 buyer, which kind of puts the horse right in the ball game. If this horse can make another jump on the turf, got to think this horse is not. You know, I think this horse is going to continue to get better. In a, in a field that's really not impressive. I mean, the horse that obviously, you know, the Chad Brown, Flavian Pratt, that's going to take money, obviously. I 
I don't know about you, but you could, I, I, you gotta be careful with these kind of horses that maybe necessarily aren't, didn't look overly impressive. It ran at Monmouth on debut, didn't even win. Now it's here. It's like, yeah, you gotta be careful with that. This horse is gonna take a bunch of money that probably doesn't need to. So I'm gonna take a shot against, uh, I like the seven spritz. Next race, race seven, the Beverly D Stakes grade one with 400K for Phillies and Mares. Three-year-olds and up going one, one and three sixteenth miles on the turf field of seven. Lined up for this one. Mean Mary at 9-2-5 for Grand Motion, Lee size you just talked about. But hey, look who's in the race. Aiden O'Brien brings his three-year-old Philly who just came out of the dominant win at Belmont. Santa Barbara, Aiden O'Brien, Ryan Moore, 2-1, to one, the biggest threat to Mean Mary. What do you think of this race and what do you think of her showing up here? Love it. Picking her to win, really excited <laughs> to watch her win this race. I think she's a beast. I thought that was a horrific trip last time out in the Belmont Oaks. And she still won. And oh, by the way, Cone Lima won the Saratoga Oaks last weekend. I think Santa Barbara is going to romp in this spot, at least as far as turf horses go. Um, I, I'm super pumped. Uh, please, please, people don't bet her because she's three. Please, I'm begging you. It's such a terrible reason not to bet this horse. By the way, she gets a weight allowance because she is three years old, so that I, it's a positive for me. I'm excited. I think Santa Barbara is gonna gonna show us a, a really nice performance here. I think Mean Mary's the only one that really is scary, but I think she's gonna catch her. Horrific. You can't even doesn't even begin to describe the trip that she got in the Belmont Oaks and yet still was a dominant win. I mean, you don't often see a horse in the calls, like, you know, if you're looking at the chart, five, you know, fifth, 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 seventh, first. It's like, that's, in, that's insane. That just shows you how much traffic this horse had. And mind you, at the end of that day, I, that she was the one. Now, granted, the, the Belmont, uh, or no, was it? The Belmont Derby, yeah, did not come winner did not come back out of that race very well. But I I blame myself for picking that horse at uh, at Saratoga last week because this was the one. Santa Barbara was the one I left the day thinking, oh my gosh, that horse might be a super freak because the way she won this race after all that trouble, everything stacked against her, still did it. The fact that Aiden O'Brien decides to skip any kind of three year, you know, the three year old turf or anything over here and wants to run her here against olders and doesn't really care. I think that's a huge sign this horse is gonna run well. Yeah. I, I love this I love this horse on the spot. I, I'm really excited to see. Yeah, and I was cussing Ryan Moore the whole time. I was like, really? You're gonna get the horse beat? I can't believe that. And then the horse still comes up and wins. And again I want to stress something. <laughs> Cone Lima is really good. Like, you shouldn't be able to beat that horse with a bad trip, and she did. So, um, I'm excited to see her run here. I, I don't want to say easily, but it was very measured. You know what I mean? Like, it was like once she finally got room to run, you're like, she's going to win. <laughs> I mean, it was yep. just that kind of performance. I mean, me, Mary, is dangerous. How strongly do you feel, right before we go to the next race, how strongly do you feel? Do you feel strong enough to, to single her against me, Mary? Um... You know, this 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 sequence looks to be a little chalky. So how I probably will end up kind of playing it is is going short in races. Like if this if this was surrounded by two or three races that could that could, you know, give us a price, you might try to go a little deeper. But I think you gotta go a little shorter and kind of play kind of like Vicky did at Del Mar where she played a three dollar pick four. I kinda think you could do that here. And if you're gonna do it, uh yeah, I'm gonna single in that situation and, and single up Santa Barbara. Um, and, and I will go too deep in the Mr. D because I think Armory just provides enough value there. And if you can get domestic spending beat, that's going to provide a big time, uh, you know, jump up on your ticket. So, yeah, I would say I would think about singling Santa Barbara in the spot. Yeah, I like singling her here. Um, I like obviously playing those two in the uh, in the Mr. D. And of course, I like a 10 to one in the race prior. So there's your price. You play a few others there. And let's get to the next race, which is race eight. And this one might provide a price as well. Bruce D stakes grade one. Uh, worth 300K for three-year-olds going one mile on the turf. Field nine lined up for this one. And no offense to Jack Sisterson, but anytime he's, a horse, he's got a two-to-one favorite, Tango, Tango, Tango. To me, I'm looking to say, okay, how can I get this horse beat? Is that what you thought? Or is Tango, Tango, Tango your pick? I hate this race because I landed on Tango, Tango, Tango. And that's the one horse I didn't want to land on. But... Who, 
like I I just had a hard time like making a case for anybody here. This race is is really bad. Like this is not a good race at all, in my opinion. I I don't know. I I thought about the one trying turf for the first time, but I just couldn't get there. I, I'm gonna go definitely deeper in the spot, but I did put Tango times three on top. Mm. Ugh, I hate that. I hate that pick. Uh, <laughs> I just I, no. As soon as I saw this race, and I, I texted you, I was like, "This race is awful. This is a, this is a, for this is a grade one, and this I, I, I hate. I can't just by my I for my own well being." I can't pick Sisterson at two to one. I just can't. I I, I get it. I get it. I, the ride of the ride of lifetime is was like I'm with you. I was like, well, like this somehow this is the classiest horse of the of the bunch, and the horse is trying turf for the first time. And by the way, it's a Grade One. That's how bad I feel like it is. I don't. I don't know if you can get. Yeah, I agree, Michael Myers. This isn't even a Grade Three field. Like it's not. It's. It's a shitty allowance race at Saratoga. That's at why best. I picked the horse. Um, it's just like, these horses suck, you know? Yeah, yeah. listen, speaking of Saratoga, I went with number six, point, point yeah. me by at three to one. Eddie Keneally, Luis Saez, or guy that we just talked about a few times. You know, this horse wins on debut at Churchill Downs, goes to Saratoga, doesn't run awful, does improve, runs a big allowance race, uh, finishes fourth, but ran well. You know, obviously is getting better even though the horse didn't win now you get this is a it's like a jump but you got to be careful just like michael said it's like because you first say well gosh you're going maiden losing allowance now you're in grade one but this is this isn't a grade one it is but it isn't so it's like it's not that big of a jump horse ran well it's going to be coming late I, I, listen, Luis Diaz gives the horse enough boost from in my opinion to get to get the job done so on number six point me by but man this did, race sucks. Did you ever think before we move on? Because this is this is crazy. Did you ever think in a grade one race and not a two-year-old race, a, a three-year-old or up race, you would be picking a horse that broke of the maiden at five now at five and a half furlongs at Churchill Downs and then finished fourth in an allowance, and now you're picking them to win a grade one. And not only that, Never. the horse is three to one and will definitely be three to one or less not yeah if, if, if the horse is is 20 to one it's like hey listen i think this horse is going to shoot up Luis Saez. Sure. that's one thing but i'm you're <laughs> but it's one of those cases and you tell me it's one of those that you look at the race and you want to say okay it, it it's like an all but then you look at it, it's like these rate these it's we talk about this sometimes on blinkers off but it's like the two to ones the six to ones the five to ones like if they're bad the 20 to ones are fucking awful like so it's like it's hard to even get even yep. in the stratosphere of a, the three horse say mr universe it's like you kind of play the six to ones the two to ones and you just move on because it's really a shitty race yeah I, it's like uh let me see michael where was that i think ravelli wins ravelli has the eight and the nine i i mean they're horrible the eight i i'll probably have the eight on a ticket for sure but I didn't. I didn't think that horse looked that good. I. It's. It's bad. Did win a stakes race, you know, at, at Canterbury. So there's that. But I. I don't know. There's nothing that comes. No matter what. I. Even if I'm dead right, and the six wins, I'm gonna be like, great. Can I not? Can I? Can, can I forget this race ever happened, please? So. Yeah. I just wouldn't let anybody beat you here. I would try to get as, as many as you could because I do think you got those studs kind of around this race. Well, that's the thing too. You gotta be careful because if you say, say in my case, I like spritz in the seven and the six. You get that home. You get Santa Barbara home. You have coverage, so to speak, in the next race with with uh, with uh, domestic spending and armory. So it's like I just need to get through this lake, survive this lake. This is your survival lake. Um, so you want to go as deep as you can. I think this is the race you want to go deep in as much as you possibly can afford because it's a god awful race. I'm on number six. Point me by. You went with number two, Tango, Tango, Tango. And finally, let's go back to the spa on Saturday. Race 9, Saratoga Special Stakes. It's grade 2, or 200K for two-year-olds. Going six and a half furlongs. Field of 12, big field of 12 here lines up. There's always some of the great racing that happens at Saratoga every summer because you got these two-year-olds and who they are. And, of course, we saw a great two-year-old uh, last weekend with with Steve Asbuson, he's got another one here. Of course, he, he clipped. He you know used was his Stellar Tap was the name, and, and was was the horse that got him through to break through win for his 
record amount of wins in the uh, in, in history of being a trainer. Uh, and now he's got one in here. Good night. The two horse at five to one. Of course, a gun runner. Uh, Colt two to one on Dr. Jeff. The eight horse for Rudy Rodriguez. Joel Rosario to ride. Stolen base for Maker. Jose Ortiz eight to one. Six to one on Double Thunder for Todd Pletcher. Wesley Ward's got. I mean, you got. All the, the trainers you need in here. You've got all the the, uh, the sires you need in here. You've got a lot of potential. So where did you end up? I'll be honest. I, I have absolutely no clue who's going to win this this race. It's it just, you just, honestly, take take the net 12 numbers, put them in a hat, draw one out, go with that. If you're going to bet a win, I, I, it's just crazy. Um, I, I hate. Well, I shouldn't say hate's a strong word, I guess, but Dr. Jeff at two to one. No, thank you. Uh, good night at five to one. No, thank you. I don't think that maiden race he won at, at, at uh, Churchill Downs came back to be all that strong. And, and, and the horse he beat last time out got pounded in that uh, main special weight brigadier general and was awful. Yep. Um, Absolutely terrible as a, as a favorite, by the way. Um, yep. I. <sighs> I went with the five midnight worker on top. Uh, I, I was between the two Pletchers, the five and the seven. I, I do like Double Thunder as well. Uh, midnight worker won over the track last time out. Uh, Luis Saez obviously not here. He rode him last time. Uh, he, he's obviously at Arlington that we just talked about. But he gets a good replacement in Iran. And I think Irad jumping aboard kind of says, okay, hey, this horse, they think it's got some talent, uh, you know, wheeling right back in 21 days i think the horse can be forwardly placed but doesn't have to have the lead um I, i'm going midnight worker I, I like double thunder i like uh, nakatomi a little bit i thought about him um but in the end i went with pletcher and irad with uh, midnight worker yeah I, that's a horse that i've heard a lot about that i think is going to run well i ended up going with the horse just to his outside number six stolen base Listen, Mike, Mike Maker is is killing it right now. It's 17. I think he's like, well, how many wins he has right now? 17, 18 wins at Saratoga. Uh, just, you know, he's a leading trainer right now. He's just killing it. Jose Ortiz jumps aboard here, which is like you said. If Irad's on his, on the, on Midnight Worker, Jose jumping on, uh, on here is a pretty good sign. And by the way, they hit it 32% when they team up. Not too shabby. Uh, listen, yeah. this horse debuted... One of main special weight, restricted main special weight for horses that I, I believe it was, uh, they were purchased for 45000 or less uh, on that debut, but did, I mean, ran a 71 buyer, chased down a horse that had, was experienced, at least, uh, so to speak, had ran races prior to his first time starter, and really did well. A horse by, Bo, out of, uh, or as a sire by Bodemeister, obviously a very speedy horse, and, and kind of set off the pace and pounced, and just kept, the horse just strided out really well, so... Obviously, Maker, Jose Ortiz. I feel like you're going to get the best out of him here. Eight to one, too. So you and I are taking prices here, which makes sense. I'm on number six, stolen base. <laughs> so all the time we have, check out RacingDudes.com for our free picks and our premium selections on our products page with the Get Racing Dudes Premium button on the menu at RacingDudes.com to learn more. And again, go check out the sports page, RD Sports. Just click on Other Sports on the main menu at RacingDudes.com, and you get access to all the sports coverage we have, including picks and previews that will be coming soon once the NFL and college football seasons get rolling. RacingDudes.com is your destination site for all free horse racing and sports picks uh, for all major horse racing tracks and major sports. We're on Twitter at Racing underscore Dudes, Instagram and Facebook. Listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, and website, RacingDudes.com. Uh, I don't know who asked it earlier. I, I apologize. I can't even find it now. But we are going to the Travers. So we'll be at the Travers here in a couple weeks. We just left Saratoga. And we'll be back for the Trappers. Uh, believe it or not, the Whitney was our first. That was a well. It was our biggest race at Saratoga. We usually, when we were at Saratoga, we've been a ton of times. But we we're usually there for like Jim Dandy or something minor, so to speak. The Whitney was the biggest race. Obviously, the Travers is going to be our biggest day ever at Saratoga. We cannot wait. Hopefully, we have a place to stay. Do we have a place to stay? What's the update? Do we have a place we to do. stay? We do, and it's in town. We're good. We're good. Where to go. is it? Because you haven't told me, which means it's probably not solid. No, no, no. It's it's good. It's okay. Last time we stayed at the Hilton, but do you remember when we when we drove into town just a just a tiny bit, like before downtown, the Hilton Garden Inn? That's where we got this time. So oh it, yeah, it, yeah. And it looked to be a much nicer than the one we stayed in last time. So I'm excited. I I think I think this could be good. How'd you pull that off? Well, here's what's funny. I was getting ready to do the Rocket Hour Tuesday, and Ricky was like, "Have you have you got a hotel yet?" I'm like, "No, I'll go check." And that one 
was available. It has not been available for like three weeks, but it was on. And I actually delayed the start of the rocket hour like five minutes so I could get the booking done. I was so excited. Honestly, for Saratoga standards, really wasn't that expensive either. So I'm I'm super pumped. Well, uh, if it wasn't expensive and you got it, it means someone probably was killed in it or something. So that should be something. Something had to have happened, right? <laughs> I mean, but hey, I've stayed I, I've stayed the Bella Rose in Hot Springs. See, so I, I, anything is better than that. So I, I can I think I yeah. can survive. Unfortunately, I guess the only the only question I would have is Ricky coming with us again. Unfortunately, yeah, he will be oh, there. Fuck. So, well, yeah. <laughs> he's not staying at another room or something. No, <laughs> no, that's there's the there's the negative. So there's the catch. I heard Ricky was coming. I said, "Oh, okay. Here, we'll give you a little discount." Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's great. Uh, go check very, out the magic. He's a very stressed individual. That's. Putting it lightly, yes. I think we, I, I think I decided what we need to do for this trip. Now that I know for mm-hmm. sure that he's going to be there, is we need to just go ahead and plan out. Like uh, Thursday night, here's where we're eating. Friday night, we've got reservations. This is where we're eating. Saturday night is what we're doing. And if you don't like it, go fucking do something else. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's the plan. That's where we're going. Because I think that I might like even it. that might even ease his mind. I think that's good. I'll start booking reservations for dinner now. That way, that stress is taken away from him. I like that. Wait, wait, Steve, is this a real thing? Did Devilda Rose seriously make Work. the top 10 for the worst hotels in America? Because I, if it did, that's unbelievable. Because I legit stayed there maybe a year or two before it closed. Yeah. So, I mean, I was there at the, I was at, I was there peak worst, peak worst. Uh, I stayed there when Zenyatta came to town uh, for the Apple Blossom, her last uh, Apple Blossom. So, um, in you know, in Hot Springs, if you read the book The Vapors, and The Vapors is about old Hot Springs, uh, you know, the Velda Rose <laughs> was built as uh, kind of the hotel for the Vapors, which was like the high end, high class, you know, people, the uh, casino in Hot Springs. So it's it's definitely fallen. Yeah, so that's really Steve says yes. Um, wow. wow. Well, you know, honestly, it, it when I walked in, it reminded me of The Shining a little bit, like that. It literally did, like that. The same kind of atmosphere. Obviously, like it, it was nice at one point, but you also felt like you might die. Not good. I mean, I I slept on on top of the sheets. <laughs> I I mean, I didn't even get under the covers. I was literally like, "We're going here. We're I'm here for uh for for Zenyatta, and that's it." Um, it had to be. There's like it's just very. You know, it's like one of those places you walk in. You're just like, "I guarantee you, this is haunted." There's no <laughs> doubt in my mind, this place is haunted. Like, I didn't know whether to be fearful of this the ghost or actually getting raped and murdered, <laughs> but it it was dicey to say the least. Well, um, equally but, scary. <laughs> <laughs> Or both. Maybe it's a ghost who does it. I don't know. Um, condemned, but scary. The damn thing is still standing. I mean, that's amazing, uh, Steve. But yeah, it's a. It, like you can. I guess the point is, is you could definitely tell at one point it was that kind of place. Like you can tell, but it literally was not updated since the day it opened, and that's what happened. Yeah. So uh, I can, you know, I can say I survived the Velda Rose. All right. Uh, go check out the Magic Mike show. They did the uh, late pick four at Saratoga on Saturday. So go check that out if you want more analysis of the Saratoga special and, of course, the four-star Dave. All right. Uh, I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Hall. Oh, by the way, before we mention, what a shirt you have on. I mean, my goodness. The Sting, the pink Sting shirt. You talked about this, I think, last this, week, and I'm glad to see that you have Yeah, it. this is the 19, uh, early, uh, I'm sorry, early 90s, late 1980s Sting shirt. This is like one of the original shirts that he sold right when he first got started. Uh, yeah, I, I was pumped to get it. Uh, some guy was was selling them on Twitter, and I said, hell, I'm, I'm going to get that. So, yeah, snab, snagged it up. Uh, it looks good. He sold out in like an hour, too. So, I mean, this... You gotta understand this was this was like uh for for a kid like like me i probably had this shirt in, in a size you know youth medium so to, to see it back was was very excited yeah um i was i was pumped i wish you would have had uh 
like when you got on air today, you had like the the dyed, the blonde, bleached blonde hair. That would have been amazing. Like if you would have had that, I would have died. Here. Oh, oh my. <laughs> Here you go. This is this is for for all the young people. This is what Sting used to look like right there. <laughs> That's what he's referring to. Like- so yeah. He's even got the pink, the pink face paint on. Oh there, yeah, right? that that if, here, the pink colors, the pink and black. That used to be what he did. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, he was he was uh he was awesome. Yeah, he's he's not so much. He's sixty two now, so <laughs> he is gonna wrestle in a match uh, Wednesday, I think. So <laughs> we'll see how that goes. <sighs> well, yeah. Steve says, I hope he paid to. I hope he paid you to wear that shirt. So. Nah, you either get it or you don't when it goes to wrestling. And if you don't, I I get it. I understand. But uh, that's what it is. I've always liked it. And that's 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 my dad as as Papa Dude, as as you all know them, know him now, has always said, I have one flaw. And that's that I watch that bullshit. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I I like your dad even more. All right. I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Alterman. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. From Venice Beach, California, weighing in at 260 pounds, ladies and gentlemen, this.